This is Meg Tilton at the ACAL Life, episode number 83. Consistency is where we see the progress. My interview with Chanel Nielsen. This is the ACAL Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello friends and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. I'm exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted this morning. I just got back from Dallas last night and I spent three days down there um, going to a business building workshop by my mentor, Brooke Castillo, and hanging out with some other amazing coaches. And it was so fun. I was a little bit apprehensive, I have to admit, going into it. When you go into a fishbowl of coaches, it can be a little bit intimidating sometimes, but the one thing I always come away with every time is that we're all human and we're all learning and we're all at different stages and that's the beautiful thing and that we can all help each other no matter what stage we're at. And I hung out with some beautiful women who just I adore and am so grateful that I have the blessing of having them in my life. And we had some really good times. And the thing that happens when you get together with coaches is that you cut out a lot of the crap and the little, um, you know, small talk and you get really down to the nitty gritty of life and what's going on with you and overcoming your fears and all of that really quickly. So it was a really, really good weekend. I'm really glad I went. I am so thankful for my husband. He held the fort down here. Kids got sick. I have two kids home today that are sick. I got sick while I was gone. You can kind of hear it a little bit in my voice. I got a cold and I was achy. And so I was sitting there popping the Advil, (laughs) trying to stay focused and with it. And luckily I am feeling a little bit better, but I'm just tired. So I just want to encourage you that if you are wanting to go after something and you're afraid of like that so many people are so much further ahead of you or that you're not going to be good at it, well, of course you're not going to be good at it at first. That's totally how it works. I remember when I went to coach training the very first day, Brooke Castillo was like, you all suck as coaches. (laughs) Like you're terrible. You have no idea what you're doing. And that's just how life is. We all just are terrible at the things that we start out with. And the thing is, is that we see a lot of people at their third, fourth, fifth year down the road when they're doing awesome. We don't see a lot of us at the beginning. And so it's okay if you're terrible at first, you've never done it before. And that's how life works. So I just want you to go after your dreams. I really have this deep deep passion for women to succeed and to be fulfilled in all that they do and feel like they're amazing moms, feel like they're contributing what they need to to the world and just feel whole and complete. And I'm grateful that I have found this job and this uh, avenue that I can really channel that 
passion of mine of helping other women. So I'm glad you're here. And I am so grateful for those of you who've left me a review. Can I just tell you how happy that makes me? It really, really makes me happy. I'm up to 37 reviews and that is helping me on my way to my goal of 100. Okay, so I want 100 reviews on my podcast by the end of the year and I can't do that myself. I totally need your help. Now, I know you're probably listening to this while you're folding laundry or you're driving in the car and so things get busy and distracted, but just make a little note to yourself to like, I got to go leave a review for Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life. And if you do, I'm going to read it. So be prepared to have your 10 seconds of fame on my podcast. (laughs) So this week I'm going to read a review from Oyster Likes. I'm thinking this person likes oysters, which I can totally respect. I like oysters. I'm not really a picky eater, actually. So um, I love the name. So this is what they say. I have loved listening to this podcast. The host is like a friend down the street, but brings up great things you can apply to your own life. Her Cup of Joel has been a fun segment I've looked forward to as well. I started listening to it when it first came out and have loved it to this day. The topics keep getting better and better. Totally recommend it during laundry folding or carpools. See? Oyster Likes says you should listen to me while you fold your laundry and while you are driving your kids around. I totally agree and you should make a note. I'm going to go home and before I jump in bed... Or before, you know, I run up to the store, I'm going to write Meg a review. So thank you so much, Oyster Likes. I really, really appreciate the review. All right, let's jump to this wonderful, amazing, awesome podcast that I have for you. It is the first Monday of the month. And so I have a guest interview that I'm doing today. And today I am interviewing Chanel Nielsen. Now, Chanel Nielsen has her own podcast at the Moms Who Know podcast, and she is just great. I was actually on her podcast, which I'll talk about a little bit in the interview, and she's just amazing. She has done so much in her life, and she and I have very similar passions of helping women really reach their fullest potential. And so I know that you are going to enjoy this. I asked her to come on and talk about the importance of her morning routine, because that is something that I'm really discovering is vital for my success every day, is really setting up my day from the get-go and getting up before my kids and getting some things in so that when they get up, I can just really hit the ground running. That did not happen today, and therefore I am behind because I was so exhausted from staying up till 2 a.m. some nights while I was in Texas. But very, very important, and I think she has some really good tips on how to do that. And then also she talks about implementing the things that you're learning. We like to be consumers in our lives and really just sit down and read and take in a whole bunch of information. And the thing that's really interesting about that and that I've learned from my mentor is that as we do that, we trick our brains into thinking that we're actually doing something and accomplishing something when we're just consuming and we're using that consumption time to put off the uncomfortableness of actually going out and doing something. It's a form of buffering. Um, So I think it's great to read a bunch of stuff and to consume things, but I don't want you to be doing it at the expense of actually doing something. So 
Chanel talks about that a little bit. So please enjoy this interview and go check her out. She tells at the end of the interview where you can find her. She's an amazing person and I'm so grateful for her taking this opportunity to chat with me. So please enjoy the interview. Well, I am super excited to have my guest for the month of March here with me today, and her name is Chanel Nielsen. Hi, Chanel. How are you? Hello. I'm excited to be here. Great. I'm so glad you are here. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties getting this going, so we're crossing our fingers that it all works out. This is when we have a love-hate relationship with technology, but I know this is going to be a great interview, so I'm excited that she's here to be able to talk to each of you. And Chanel, will you give a little bit of an introduction to my listeners and who you are and what you're all about? Sure. So I live in Southern California with my five kids and my husband. I have I had four kids in six years. So my first four are 15 down to nine. And then we had a surprise baby number five. He is now two. So there's a seven year gap there. Um, we like to spend a lot of time. Well, I say we probably mostly me and I drag my kids along. I like to spend a lot of time outside hiking, walking, uh, just being in nature and my family sometimes goes reluctantly and sometimes excitedly, but it's something we do together. And, uh, I love yoga. I am a podcaster. I am a writer and I just, I'm really excited about all the the directions and the things that, you know, the different ways life is taking me. That's awesome. So, so awesome. I know you live in a place, you live in California where it's nice to be outside. Like, I think I would be an outdoor person if it was nice, especially in the summer here in St. Louis, but it's so blooming hot that I kind of am a house hermit, I guess you could say. So I don't know. I think that's awesome when people live places where I'm like, oh, what would that be like just to walk outside and have all this fun stuff to do? Because the weather's really awesome. The weather is okay here, but the humidity is definitely a factor. Well, we've had a lot of rain lately. Sorry. And so we haven't been able to go outside. And I, I feel like I feel for people in other places of the country, like, oh, I don't want to go outside. It's rainy and it's cold. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I am appreciating our good weather since we haven't had it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you have a podcast, like you said, called Moms Who Know. And I was actually a guest on your podcast a few months ago. So I'm excited to have you back on my podcast. And I target women who are trying to find a passion outside of motherhood. And the thing that drew me to you, and I'm excited to have you on today, is I want you to talk a little bit about your passion and what you're doing in your podcast and in your writing. But you also have some really cool um, systems set up in terms of like a morning routine, as well as how to consume information and then really implement that in your life. And so I'm excited to get that information to my listeners. But I wanted to start out with why did you start a podcast? What is your goal and who you're reaching in your podcast? And how has that really fulfilled you um, and made you feel more complete, not only as an individual, but as a mother as well? Oh, I love that question. So I'll tell a story real quick of how I started my podcast. When my four kids were all in school, my youngest was in all day kindergarten and I was an empty nester during the day. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to find something to do. 
and um, a friend found this uh, job opening that was to teach English to kids in China. And I served a mission, a Chinese speaking mission in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And so she thought it would be a good fit for me. And so I applied for this job, but because I'm here in California, the time difference made it that the job hours were about three to 6 a.m. And I said, no, thanks. That's mm -hmm. when I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> so that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. But then uh, this man said, well, we actually have another job opening. Would you be interested in reading and recording audiobooks for mm -hmm. us? And I said, yes, that would be amazing. I would love that job. And so I started doing that and they liked my voice and they said, we have something else we think you'd be good at. We want you to do a podcast. And this was several years ago. I had never even heard of a podcast. I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. And I was asked to do this podcast for a Chinese audience in English, in very slow, precise English. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And that went really well and was uh, quite successful. And so they asked me to, it was a parenting podcast, mm -hmm. and they asked me to write a book about parenting, which I did. And that was translated into Chinese and published in China. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that's how I got started uh, podcasting. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept feeling this need, this nudge to start a podcast here. And I thought, I don't want to start a podcast here. I loved it that it was in China because I didn't have to worry that anyone that I knew, I could say whatever I wanted to mm -hmm. because people that I knew didn't hear it. And mm -hmm. so if a Chinese family thought I was weird, that's fine. I didn't didn't worry too much about that because they didn't know me, mm -hmm. but I just felt like I should do it. And so moved forward and did it. And, um, to answer the second part of your question, like how has that fulfilled me? I just wrote in my journal the other day that this podcast is for me about personal growth. It's that's one of the subjects of my podcast, mm -hmm. but it's about my own personal growth. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I realized that at the beginning, it's about pushing me to do hard things and be vulnerable and open up and share things that I would maybe rather not share. I'm kind of a private person. You wouldn't know it to listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. I have just opened up and, and that's where I need to be. And so that's fulfilled me because I'm learning new things about myself and I'm growing in ways that I don't even always want to, mm -hmm. but it's been good. I think that that's always so interesting. I always look at how Heavenly Father works. He makes us focus on things outside of ourselves, but really what he asks us to do is really almost 99% for our own personal growth. So I served a mission in Korea, so I served in Asia as well. And when I was on my mission, I realized I'm like, yes, I'm here to spread the gospel and to share that but I'm here mainly for myself, for myself to learn the things that I need to. And I think that you articulated that so well in that when you are doing your podcast, yes, you're helping other moms, you're sharing this really awesome information with them, but really the person who's growing the most from that experience is you. And I think that that's such an important thing to remember when we as women are doing these things that maybe are really scary and are outside of our comfort zone, that it's for our benefit and it's helping us to grow. 
So with your podcast, who you target moms and what is kind of the general specific topics that you talk about? So we do a lot on personal growth. And one of the the names that I almost uh, named my podcast was Moms Are People Too. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to focus, it's not on parenting specifically, but on life. Um, But if I, I have a little tagline and that is when moms take care of themselves, they can take better care of everyone else. Mm -hmm. And so we focus a lot on self-care, on putting first things first, on making time for mom, you know, to grow and to develop and to have all these goals and those things that you wanted before you were a mom, Mm -hmm. because that actually helps you to be a better mom. So self-care is one of the, one of the main themes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I have a very similar demographic that we focus on. And I think that I love finding other women that are focusing on that because I think it is so important to be able to reach as many women and help them realize that they need to continually be working on themselves so that they are showing up in their most important role as a mother as the best versions of themselves. And you do talk about this personal growth and um, and just developing yourself. So one of the things that you are really good at is having a consistent morning routine. And I am excited to hear about this because <laughs> I am not like a super morning person, but I've realized that if I want to be able to be successful with my day, my morning has to start out amazing. And then usually my day is pretty amazing. So I want you to share with my listeners what exactly your morning routine looks like and what you think is a good morning routine in order to help moms and women and just people in general start their day off on the right foot and just continue that all the way through the rest of their day. Okay. All right. So to start off, I'll tell you what my morning looks like. I get up at 5.15. My kids get up whenever they feel like it, which is usually around 630. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't need to get up that early, but they do. So that gives me about an hour and 15 minutes before what of kid free time. Mm -hmm. So I get out of bed, I say my prayers, I go to the bathroom, I write in my journal. And that journaling is just uh, writing down whatever is on my mind, whatever, you know, pressing thing I need to write. Um, I write goals, affirmations, uh, those kind of things. Also, sometimes if a question comes to me that I want to, uh, think a little deeper on, I'll write it in my journal during the day. And then the next morning I wake up and I have that question there. Mm -hmm. So that's the first part journaling. Then I, come in the office, I shut the door. If anyone wakes up, they are not allowed to come in. This is my my time and I do yoga. I always just pull up a YouTube video and do yoga in the office. And then I read scriptures and I pray and I do scripture journaling while I read. I actually use Becky Edwards method, uh, which she calls heaven journaling, which mm-hmm. is um, you say a prayer and ask a specific question and then you read and you write down all the answers that you get during that reading session and then you close with a prayer. And that has been so great for helping my my morning study be meaningful. Mm-hmm. And then I write, um, and I know there's a lot of writing, but this is a different kind of writing and this is on the computer and it's work related. Um, it's either I'm writing 
a book that I'm working on. I, in addition to my parenting book, I've written several um, children's books. Mm -hmm. And so I'll write that or I'll write a social media post or I'll work on a blog post or whatever it is. But I do some kind of creative um, you know, thing, some kind of writing. Mm -hmm. And then I have breakfast, the same breakfast every morning. I have a yogurt, Greek yogurt and a green smoothie mm -hmm. every morning. And then my kids are up and I'm getting them breakfast, getting them out to school and doing all the, the things that, that moms do, but that is my morning. Mm -hmm. So you asked, um, what's a good morning routine for moms. Mm -hmm. So really, I think that Anything that moms want to do for themselves uh, can be good. But here's some things that I think are really essential to mm -hmm. have in your morning routine. Mm -hmm. One is time for you. So something that you're excited about. I was doing an interview recently and the interviewer said, what if you have those mornings where you just don't want to get out of bed and you're tired? And I thought, mm -hmm. I I kind of have, I mean, everyone has those mornings that you're kind of mm -hmm. lazier, but I want to get out of bed. I want to go do my yoga. That is my time. And if I sleep in, I sleep through it and I will miss that. And so something that gets you out of bed, you are so excited to do it. It mm -hmm. might not be yoga that you might be listening mm -hmm. and saying like, yeah, that's not my idea of a fun time. <laughs> I get that. But for me, that is like, mm -hmm. that is exciting for me. Mm -hmm. And then something that allows you that connection to really what it is, is that connection to Christ. How mm -hmm. are you going to connect with the savior? And so prayer scripture, I mean, to start off your day with any kind of reaching toward heaven is going to make such a big difference in your day. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things, something that you're excited about and something that connects you to the divine mm -hmm. are like essential. I feel like of course will look different for everyone and what's important to people will look different, but I think morning routines for moms are huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how much time do you have? Like, do you kind of a lot to everything that you do? Because you do your scripture study. You said you do the Becky Edwards version where you pray, you have a question, you look for that answer in your reading of the scriptures, and then you close with a prayer. And then you said you have still have time for creative writing. So do you feel like you get a lot accomplished, even though it's not, doesn't really seem like a whole lot of time. Like to me, I'm like three hours would be awesome. I know it's totally impractical. I'd have to get up at 3 a.m. But, um, you know, like how do you allocate the time in that morning routine? So my very first journaling is pretty short. And then I would say it's about usually 20 to 30 minutes for yoga and then 20 to 30 minutes for scriptures and then whatever is left for writing because mm -hmm. the writing part is my, uh, those other two are the most important. The yoga and the scriptures are the most important to me. So I spend more time there and then usually it gives me about 10, 15 minutes to write. But I do have a thought on time that I feel like is super important. Mm -hmm. And that is, I have a range of times. This is something I teach when I'm teaching morning routines. Mm -hmm. When I want to do, so, so say yoga, mm -hmm. I commit to myself. I am going to do yoga every morning and I'm going to do it for at least five minutes. Mm 
And then I can do longer if I want to. I can do five minutes up to 30 minutes. I can do, you know, whatever works for me on the, on a certain day, Mm -hmm. but I commit to at least doing five minutes. I commit to at least reading my scriptures for five minutes or at least one verse or whatever it is. And then I say up to, you know, or on a great day, I'll do this much because the important thing you said, am I, you know, am I even seeing results? Is this even kind of, you know, am I making progress? Yes, because consistency is where the progress is. The Mm -hmm. fact that I'm doing this every day, so many of us, you know, get excited and we want to do something and we're going to go, we're going to go start a yoga practice. And then we do it for an hour the first day and we do it for an hour the second day. And the third day we're like, Oh, I don't know if I have an hour, I'll just skip it. And Mm -hmm. then Mm-hmm. You know, we fall off the wagon, but if we can give ourselves a little bit of leeway and say, I have accomplished my goal. I have done this when I've done it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to do that every day because you can do that for five minutes. Even if you overslept, you know, even if you didn't want to get out of bed that morning, mm-hmm. five minutes is doable. So mm-hmm. that's one, my thought on time is it doesn't matter how long you're doing it. It matters that you're consistent a little bit. Every day makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really true what you say, because it really does. I think the most beneficial thing that it does is it trains your brain, right? That this is what we're doing every day. And I think in a world where we live, where everything is so fast and everything is constantly changing and there's always new information and always a constant barrage of sensory input that when we can train our brain to know that there is a consistent schedule that we live by, I think that really drops the anxieties that we can feel and the stress that we can feel because our brain's like, it's okay, I'm going to get my five minutes of yoga or my half hour of yoga, but whatever it is, I'm going to get that today. And whatever it is, I'm going to get that prayer in and I'm going to read some scriptures and our brain is kind of like a toddler (laughs) and toddlers do well on schedules, right? They like to try and buck the schedule. You have a two-year-old, I have a three-year-old, you know, they try and push the limits, but they are most successful when I can keep him on a schedule and say, okay, this is when we're going to bed and this is when we're getting up and this is when we're eating. And I think our brains are really the same way. And so I like how you say, you know, just be consistent and your brain, I think, will come around and be like, okay, everything's okay with the world because I know I'm going to get these essential things that help me to feel like I'm on a schedule for myself. Really, really good. Awesome. Okay. So have you noticed, was there a time in your life when you did this, didn't do this routine and then a time when you have, and have you noticed a big difference between the two? Oh, huge difference. So when I had, so I had my first four in six years Mm -hmm. and I didn't do any kind of regular self-care. My self-care routine was more like go along, take care of everyone. And then, you know, have just a mommy meltdown and cry on my bed and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just like, Oh, this is so hard. Why do I have all these kids? This is so hard. And I, I didn't have regular practice and I found myself getting really stressed. And that was what actually started my morning routine is I was so stressed out. I was grumpy and tired and I didn't feel like myself. You hear people say that a lot, but I just, 
I, I'm a calm person in general. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty calm. And I found myself not being calm. I found myself being angry and upset and not how I wanted to be as a mm -hmm. mom. Mm -hmm. And so I started with yoga, not even um, a very physical practice, a style called yin yoga, which is you hold each pose for five or it's up to 10 minutes. And I, it was very slow and it's just about relaxing. And that was how I actually started my morning routine. And I noticed such a huge difference from, you know, just in how grounded I felt, how calm I felt. And so it just became a non-negotiable for me that if I start my day this way, I am a nicer mom. And so mm -hmm. I need to start my day this way every day. And so I, I just, you know, started there and then I've added on since. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. And I think that you make a really good definition of what self-care is, because I think that we can often misinterpret that as like, oh, I get go and get my nails done and I go and get a massage once a month or I, you know, go and get my hair done or whatever. But self-care is really taking care of yourself and doing the things necessary so that you can show up in your day on a consistent basis as the best version of you that you that you can be for each day. I mean, everything fluctuates, right? And so even if you do self-care on one given day, it still may be kind of a crazy day. But as you said, like consistency really helps to ground you and to create a more consistent pattern in your life where there is more peace and calm. And I don't know about other moms, but that's always a bonus when there's more peace and calm in oh, my life. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think all of us. And I think that that is a crucial part of self-care. Sometimes you're so right. We hear it and think it's the fluff, mm -hmm. but self-care really to me is checking in with yourself. And it, it takes that moment of what do I need? You know, mm -hmm. what is it that I personally need? And sometimes it's a hot bath and sometimes it's, you know, a run or time away from your kids, or sometimes you need to pull your kids closer and snuggle them. But if you don't take that time to ask yourself mm -hmm. to check in, that's mm -hmm. the true self-care is checking in with self. Okay. What, what is it that I need in this moment? What is it that I need moving forward mm -hmm. and then acting on those things that you you know you need but sometimes we don't take that that time to even check in mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of moms think it's selfish right and they think well I can't worry about myself because I have to worry about everybody else when really if you aren't worrying about yourself you're not going to be able to worry about anybody else because you're going to be like you said crying and upset and just totally exhausted and overwhelmed when you don't take that time to honor who you are and the things that you need to be successful in the roles that you play in your life. So really, really good. So something else that I think kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier with like all of the sensory input that we have in this world and we have so much information coming at us, I find myself getting really, really overwhelmed with how much is out there. I mean, all the time people are like, did you read this book? Did you read this book? Did you listen to this podcast? Have you watched this um, movie? Have you seen this thing on um, Facebook or Instagram? And they're all really, really good things. And especially for me, like there's so much out there that I want to learn as a mom and that I want to learn as a person and as a business owner. But 
I have a really hard time taking it all in and then I can consume, but then implementing it into my life is something that's really hard. So you have a good way of doing this in your life where you take information and then you really use it in your life to better your life. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I want to start by just sharing a cool experience. Um, My podcast is a lot of you know, members of the church listen to it, but I don't always necessarily can't always share the same things that I, you know, would with an LDS audience. So Mm -hmm. I had this, we had a leadership meeting recently. I'm the primary president in our ward and, um, elder, (laughs) elder, Detron Christofferson, Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember his initial elder Detron Christofferson (laughs) came and spoke to us Mm -hmm. and, Um, It was amazing. And he just, I mean, we were sitting there taking notes that our bishop was there and he said he filled up a notebook. It was just so amazing to be taught by this apostle Mm -hmm. and so many insights, you know, just so many neat things that he was saying. Mm -hmm. And then when that was over, I, I went it was right. It took place right by the temple, the Redlands temple here. And I went over to the temple grounds and I sat down and I wrote down, I wrote three questions. What does this mean for me? What did that mean for primary? What did that mean for my family? Um, And then just revelation just flowed. And I just was able to write down all the things that I had learned and so many things, you know, but it took me, I had to take that next step of sitting down and writing it down and figuring out what did it mean for me. And then I had these specific actionable steps. Here's what I need to do in the primary. Here's Mm -hmm. what I need to do with my podcast. The next morning at ward council, we were talking and the bishop had left his notebook at the stake center and it's, it's actually not our stake center. Mm -hmm. And he was so worried that he wasn't going to get it back. And, you know, he, he didn't remember even the things that he had written down. I mean, you remember a little bit. I think that's Mm -hmm. true for all of us. We're just all having so much constant, you know, information coming in. Mm -hmm. And so he was just so worried that he didn't have that. And I felt impressed to share what I had done. And it was like this sigh of relief. And then we started talking about that for all of us about how, you know, we all need to take that time. And when we take that time, then that's when the magic happens. It's not in the consuming, it's Mm -hmm. in the digesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, And that's true. That's true for food too. It's not what you eat. It's what you digest. If you're, Mm -hmm. if you eat something and then you get sick, it doesn't matter, right? Your body doesn't get that nourishment if it Mm -hmm. comes right back up. Um, But it's what you actually digest, what goes into your cells. And that is very true for the information that we're taking in. So that's one, one way is to sit with it, to ask yourself, to put it in your own words, to put it in action steps. After conference, I like to go through and, you know, highlight what do I need to do? And then as far as implementation, so first is take, just taking that step. That Mm -hmm. is, if, if I take the time to do that, whether that's from listening to a podcast or something amazing like general conference or, you know, whatever it is, taking that next step is huge. And I think most of us miss that. 
How mm-hmm. often do we go to church and just, you know, sit there passively and listen or, you know, wrestle mm-hmm. our kids or whatever we're doing during, mm-hmm. during church. Mm-hmm. And then we, we go on, Oh, well, that was nice. That was good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change us. And the purpose is to change us, but it can't change us unless we take the next step of finding out what does it mean for me mm-hmm. and what am I supposed to do with this information? So that would be the first step there. Yeah. And before you go on to the next one, I think that that is such a great thing that you bring up because since you went to like the more spiritual side, which I think is awesome, because I think we can often sit in church and I can hear a talk on, say, family history, and then I can hear a talk on doing missionary work, and then I can hear a talk on, you know, um, magnifying your callings. And it can be very overwhelming, right? And you can be like, I'm only one person. How do I do all of this? I can't possibly do it all. But I like how, you know, you said you were sitting in that meeting and there was just tons of information that was coming. And then you went and you sat down and you said, okay, but how does maybe the information that I learned, or maybe just what the spirit is going to teach me now, because I've put myself in a position to be able to listen to the spirit, um, how does it apply to the specific things in my life and what I'm capable of doing right now? Because then it doesn't become so overwhelming, right? I always think it's so amazing how the Lord works when he asks us to do something, because I think a lot of us are hesitant, like, oh my gosh, Heavenly Father is going to ask me to do something that I'm just am not ready to do. But whenever he calls somebody, and that's not just in a formal calling, when he calls you to do a certain work, he then qualifies you. It's not like that answer comes with gloom and doom, like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta do this now. It's usually a very encouraging form, but it really does have to be personal because I could be sitting in a meeting and hear say those three topics that I just said. And, and I say, okay, I really feel like actually I need to teach my kids how to journal as part of family history where somebody else sitting in the same meeting could come away saying, I really feel like I need to reach out to my neighbors and befriend them and do a better job in my missionary service. And yet we all heard the same thing, but the lessons for each of us individually are so individual. And that really is where that internalizing of the information is so important if we do it in a very personal way. So I'm really glad that you pointed that out. That's really great. Okay, so go on. And as you were talking, yeah. Well, that just reminded me of something I was going to say about that ward council. And I forgot to say one of the things that our bishop said was kind of what you were just saying. He said, even after general conference, um, and if anyone's in my ward, he did not give me permission to share this. So if you know who he is, don't go and tell him I said it. But um, he said, that even after general conference and after these awesome meetings with this apostle, He feels guilty sometimes, just this sense of Mm -hmm. overwhelm, like you were Mm -hmm. talking about, like, oh my goodness, there's so much for me to do. And, and sometimes we hear it and we, we just hear it and beat ourselves up. Like I'm not measuring up. I'm not doing it, but Mm -hmm. I have learned that the spirit, that's not the spirit. That's us, right? Mm -hmm. That's our natural man. The spirit is going to give us what we're ready for when we're ready for it. Mm -hmm. And so then the second part of that is once you know what's the message in it for me, 
then you break that down and into, okay, do I need to, is this something I need to add, say, to my daily routine? How mm -hmm. am I going to do this? So we go from what's the message for me? Mm -hmm. uh, well, we go from information, then we take that next step. What's the message for me? And, you know, we might have, you know, be kinder to my husband, listen more. Then we go into application. How? How do I do this? How do I... What is my action step to make this happen? And so, you know, if I want to strengthen my relationship with my husband, maybe I say, okay, I am going to, it could be a number of different things. And, you know, it could be, I'm going to make date night a priority. We are going to do that once a week. That's what I need to do to strengthen that relationship. Or it could be, I have been thinking negative thoughts about him. So I'm going to journal every morning things that are great about my husband mm -hmm. or whatever the case that next step of application and then committing to yourself and making it happen. And that kind of goes back to the earlier, you know, part of the conversation about routines and, mm -hmm. and training our brain. When we have a space to fill in the blanks, kind of fill in these things. If mm -hmm. I have something that I, I learn and I think, okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm being told by the spirit, I need to understand better about faith. Well, I know when I'm going to do it. It's during my morning routine. I'm going to do a study on faith and I'm going to work hard on learning more about faith. Or, um, you know, even if it's something that's say not in my routine currently, that's when I would add it. I used to have something different in my routine that's not in there anymore. I used to do indexing in mm -hmm. the morning because I learned about indexing and I really felt like, okay, this is something I need to do because I'm not doing family history. And so I'll just index 10 names in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I did that for, for a few years. Um, but those specific actionable steps mm -hmm. then are, you know, things that we can do and we need to make them small enough that they aren't overwhelming for us. Mm -hmm. And then we see the big picture. Okay. We heard this amazing message from, you know, whoever or wherever it was on a podcast in general conference, something that, that moved us to action. Mm -hmm. And then we, we figure out what it means for us. And then we take the next step. How, how am I going to do it? And we break that down into a tiny little piece that is doable for us, that doesn't feel overwhelming. And then we mm -hmm. do it. And mm -hmm. that is where the power happens. The power doesn't just happen from listening. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, Oh, I went to general conference and my life was changed. Well, hopefully it is, but it, it changes because of those next steps that mm -hmm. you take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like faith without works is dead, right? You know, listening without doing is like kind of pointless. I mean, we do learn and we consume a lot and that's great. But it's in those actionable steps, like you said, that the real change happens. And that's where we're able to make the real change in our own lives and in the lives of those around us that we may have some um, stewardship over, just like you're over the primary, you're over a mom of a family, you're a wife, um, all of those things that you have um, some responsibility for. It, learning everything will not do anything unless you actually implement those. So that's so, so good. I really, really appreciate that insight. And I think it is one that I hope my listeners will take and really apply in their life. And I think that everything that you talked about today really goes hand in hand. I mean, I think that 
You have to be willing to set up your mornings correctly and give yourself that self-care so that then when you can go into the rest of your day and you're learning and you're consuming or you're experiencing things, then you can then be ready to say, okay, how does this apply to me? And I liked what you really said too, is that that morning routine has changed a little bit. And I think that that's so important as we each grow and progress is to be able to have kind of a fluid routine, you know, like it is good to have a set routine and something that's normal, but be able to kind of bring in and take out things that we might need at specific times in our life or that we may feel impressed to be doing in our life at that time, because now you're not doing indexing and it's probably because you felt that something else was going to take that place. And that's what you should be doing now. And I think that that's a really, really important thing to remember as all of us go through this process that there's going to be ebbs and flows, and there's going to be fluctuations in our, in our um, schedules and in the, the things that we follow because of the stages of life that we find ourselves in. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. All right. So, so great. So many great answers, so much good information. And I hope my listeners really take this and apply it in their life. So if my listeners want to learn more about you and follow you, where can they find you? The best place is my podcast, Moms Who Know. And uh, I'm also on social media at Moms Who Know Podcast. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chanel. And I wish you all the best of luck. I know that you are touching so many women's lives and I'm so glad that you came on the podcast today to touch my listeners lives as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So good, my friends. So many great tips of advice, so much good insight. And I'm just so grateful for Chanel for being able to be here and to uh, share her wisdom with each of you and to be able to pass on those amazing tidbits about your morning schedule and being able to intake the things that you're learning. In the interview, she did mention that she uses a course, a journaling course by Becky Edwards. Uh, There's a book and a course. So I have linked those in the show notes if you are interested in going and looking at those and maybe implementing them into your life. So definitely go check that out when you leave me the review that you're going to go leave me. And get that working in your morning schedule. All right, everybody, I hope you have an amazing week and I will be back here next week once again with another great episode. Have a good one. Bye-bye.